Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the live Q&A. We're going to let people kind of come in here um, as we get started. Uh, it's going to be a, uh, a really, really interesting show. Um, we've been uh, working all week on um, a lot of this uh, long-hauler COVID stuff. Um, if you guys saw the uh, doctor's note and the common sense MD episode. Um, Dr. Rogers did a um, an 18 hour course this past weekend. Uh, so we've been putting together a lot of information for you guys, and we've gotten a ton of questions about long hauler, and uh, you know uh, uh, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, uh, email. We're getting a lot of questions at uh, info at performancemedicine.net. Thank you for that. Um, thank you to everybody who's subscribing to the YouTube channel. We're, we're putting all this stuff on our YouTube channel. Uh, if you have any questions about, um, most health and wellness questions, you can find those, find answers to that, um, on our YouTube channel. Check that out. Performance medicine. Um, Sherry, how you doing? It's great to see you. Uh, thank you for being here. If you're here already, uh, say hello. We're, um, going to get Dr. Rogers in here in just a second and get these questions fired up. Uh, we are going to be taking live questions. A big part of this is going to be the live segment. So if you have, uh, it's going to be kind of a COVID um, particular uh, episode. So if if you guys have COVID questions, put those into the comments. Uh, Tammy, how's it going? Great to see you. Um, this is going to be a, a, a really fun show. Um, Dr. Rogers has some really, uh, some great info for you guys. Um, we'll just kind of go into detail about um, things that were mentioned in the note in the Common Sense MD episode. Linda, how you doing? Um, cool. We're letting people in, and going to get Dr. Rogers here on the show here in a second. Um, and here we go. All right, guys. He is there. What's up, Doc? Hey, Ben. How are you? I am. I'm excited about this show. This is going to be a, a really, really uh, interesting one. Hopefully, it's going to be informative for a, a lot of people. Um, you know, hopefully, offer some some peace of mind options. Uh, Kayla, how's it going? Tammy's got a good question there. Thank you for that. Um, go ahead if you have questions, guys. Uh, put them in the in the comments, and we're gonna we, we we've been taking questions uh, for the last five or six days. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get to those. And Dr. Roger, you ready? I'm ready. Thank you. All right, here we go. Here we go. This is the first one, guys. Okay. I have tested positive for COVID. I'm over 60 and in good health. Should I get the vaccine or not? No. That's an easy one. If you've had COVID, you don't need the vaccine. Simple as that. Um, I know they're pressing... Again, this is going to be fun tonight because this is so controversial and I may be slightly opinionated on it, but that opinion is based on 18 months of treating over a thousand cases of COVID, doing some deep level research, talking to many physicians, um, just completed a, a high level seminar this past weekend on COVID vaccines, treating long hauler syndrome. And um, it's controversial, you know, and again, this is my opinion based on um, 
a lot of research, a lot of practical experience. And um, there's one thing for sure. If you've had COVID, you don't need the vaccine. Um, you have the best protection in the world, probably lifelong from COVID, and that's having COVID and getting through it okay. Now, that's much better than a vaccine, despite what you may hear. Um, but you get that, you get so many levels of immunity with uh, actually having COVID, including that important T cell immunity that um, will last you mostly a lifetime. What happens is um, these memory cells from your plasma move into your bone marrow and your bone marrow has memory cells that um, if you get COVID again or if you're exposed to COVID again, um, they crank your immunity out. Um, so no, I, well, I, would, I wouldn't even think about getting the, the vaccine if I've had COVID. The only reason you should, you may even entertain that is if they mandate you know, this, this uh, COVID vaccine. I mean, we may be all up the creek with that, you know, depending on what our government decides and, you know, but uh, it's a shame if uh, they don't allow you to prove that you've had COVID and you want to travel, but that may be what it comes to. And in my mind, that'd be the only possible reason. The other thing is if you've had COVID, you're a lot more risk for having a bad reaction from the vaccine. Um, so and my answer is, heck no, there's no way I would take it if you've had COVID. Did I hear you right that that immunity could last up to a lifetime? That's what they postulate. I mean, that's kind of the way it's been. I know these viruses mutate, but, um, you know, with the COVID, it only mutates about 0.3% percentage points. That's why the vaccine um, is kind of effective against these variants. Again, I'm not against the vaccine. There's certain groups that, you know, uh, should get the vaccine and maybe take the risk of having a vaccine reaction because here's what I'll tell you. Anything that COVID can cause, the vaccine can cause. Hopefully a, a less severe case of it, but, you know, I've certainly seen a lot of uh, firsthand uh, bad reactions from the vaccine and I've seen bad COVID outcomes too. So, um, you know, this, this is a real thing. COVID is not a hoax. It's real. It can kill people. Uh, the vast majority of people though are fine with COVID. Um, it's even less really severe than the flu in, in most cases. Now, and there's some outliers, but most people that um, have real problems with COVID, um, you know, have a lot of pre-morbid conditions as well. Um, so there's, again, it's very controversial. It, it's hard to, to know what to believe. And what, what I'm telling you is just firsthand experience. Um, you know, so um, you're going to have to make your own mind up about what you're going to do about it. Um, so yeah. I'm just telling you what I would do personally, and I would advise people to do if they came in to see me, don't take this advice on this as medical advice because we can't give it legally unless you're in my office as a patient, writing it down. So, uh, so again, don't take this as go out and do what I say, but uh, certainly talk to your physician um, or come in and you can be a patient if you want. Yeah, I think that's well said. And, and, you know, what we're trying to do here is, is, is help people, you know, make better, de better decisions for their own health. And, and hopefully with, we, we have a, we have some great questions tonight. So, 
Uh, hopefully that's going to help inform people so that they can make their own decisions. Uh, we're going to go ahead and keep moving. Uh, Barbara, what's up? Mark, we're going to get to you. Thank you, for, uh, as always, for your questions. Morgan, i got to get back to you, man. I appreciate you uh, reaching out. We're going we're gonna to get together soon. Deborah, what's up? Anthony, what's going on? Uh, we're going to get to number two here. Okay. A friend had COVID in November. His sense of smell is still not right. Uh, any suggestions? This is a common sure. question. Yeah, that's a post-COVID COVID long hauler question. You know, one of the first signs that you um, may have had COVID was your sense of smell and taste got off. And because this spike protein really, it, um, it gets into your nose. And actually, that's how it gets into your brain through your olfactory tract. And because a lot of post-COVID or COVID long hauler, um, I'm going to call it long COVID for short, um, is neurologic because it gets in your brain. It gets in every organ of your body. It's multi-systemic. It gets in your gut. It gets in your brain. It gets in your lungs. It gets in your kidneys. It gets in your liver. Um, it gets in your muscles. It gets in your joints. Um, you know, it's it gets everywhere. And certainly one of the first signs is that you can't smell anything. And a lot of people have persistent lack of smell and even after the you know everything else is okay some of the things you can do for that um is um i still use a lot of ivermectin for post-covid syndromes uh used it today several times um uh, flonase which is an over-the-counter nasal steroid seems to help um Sometimes Zyrtec, which is an antihistamine, H1 blocker can help. Um, sometimes um, re-educating your nose, like um, practicing. You say, hey, that, that's coffee. I'm going to smell it. I'm going to think coffee. Sometimes you have to kind of retrain your brain uh, to smell that smell. Um, so that's a wild thing. Um you know, the other things I do, of course, I use a lot of vitamins for for post-COVID. Um, one of them is called a SRM, a, a pro-resolving mediators. And really, basically, they're highly refined um, EPA and DHA. So if you get in omega-3s, it seem to help tremendously with things like this. So um, sometimes saline washes. And it's um, it's complex. Sometimes I use steroids for it. Um, just like I do in the second phase of treating an acute COVID case, but, um, great question. So try that stuff. If you're not getting better, you know, come in and we'll, or at least do a telephone consult and we'll, we'll, we'll throw some other stuff at you and, um, right. see if we can help it. That is most, awesome. time, most of the time it comes back, but there's been some that I've had for over a year that hasn't come back. Hmm. It's a very common question. Thank you for that. And uh, thank you, everybody, who is who is hanging out with us tonight. I'll go ahead and remind you, we got a few more of, of, of the questions that came in during the week. If you have a question for Dr. Rogers uh, live, go ahead and put that in the comments. Uh, we're going to get to we're going to get to every single one tonight. We're going to make sure we we help as many people as possible tonight. Um, this next one here, uh, this is another smell question. Any tips for uh, asnosmia slash taste smell distortion months after COVID? <laughs> I don't think you said that right. You spelled it right. Nosmia. But uh, I just Asnosmia. talked about that. That's the same thing I just answered. Okay. And that's what that's called. Okay. Yeah. So. 
Uh, it's so funny. Some of these, some of these words, I like. I will just get caught up on it. Asnosmia, asnosmia. I got it. <laughs> All right, next one. Do you have any real info on spike proteins from vaccinated people spreading to non-vaccinated people and harming them? This is a very, uh, very common question. Uh, so I'm glad we're getting this on the show. What's what, what's your thoughts? Uh, you know, I don't have any real information on that other than some anecdotal patients that have told me that that's what they think happened, but I don't have any real scientific based evidence, uh, to tell you about that. I, I think I treat, I did treat a family of five in South Carolina last week and over the phone, of course, a lot of telemedicine. Um, and the mom, uh, reluctantly went and got the vaccine and, um, went to a family reunion and, um, you know how sometimes the vaccine can give you a little bit of um, fever symptoms and she had a, some sniffles and stuff. And so she got the vaccine. She was the only one that got the vaccine, did the family reunion. Everybody at the family reunion got COVID. Hmm. Um, so uh, who knows? I mean, that's just anecdotal. I don't have any really scientific evidence. A lot of this stuff's coming out. This is an unfolding story that we're going to be talking about for years and it's playing out in real time. And a lot of what we've learned over the last 18 months, you know, there's no double blind placebo controlled trials on it, but you know, a lot of what I try to use is common sense and experience. And, um, you know, that's something that's sadly lacking in medicine now, you know, um, so, um, I don't know, you know, I don't know, I don't know the mechanism behind it, uh, but that's certainly been postulated, yeah. you know, so, but, uh, I'm not saying that what I would recommend if you do get the vaccine, just don't go, I'd kind of treat it like you have a minor case of the COVID, you know, don't get around people if you're worried about it. Once um, you get the vaccine, if you get it. Yeah, for a few days. Yeah. Just uh, certainly, if you have any symptoms, don't get around people. Yeah, you have fever with it, and you feel like you're sick, or have the sniffles, or you know you've got body aches. Just don't get around people. Just take use use your common sense. Yeah. It's like when you have COVID, you don't want to get around people because it's contagious. So, um, you know, I don't know. Sometimes it seems like we get a lot of spikes when they push the vaccine on a lot of people, but. Um, you know, and again, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm just smart vaccine. I don't think everybody needs the vaccine, especially kids or kids, pregnant women. People have had COVID, in my opinion, do definitely do not need the vaccine. I think they're just pushing on everybody just to get Matt you know, just to say how many people were vaccinated. But um, I certainly don't think everybody needs a vaccine. Um, well, that kind of, that kind of leads us to this next question, um, about kids and, and vaccinations. What is your opinion on kids going back to school who can't receive vaccine yet? I wouldn't vaccine kids anyway. Okay. You know, I don't think they need it. I mean, the mortality rate from uh, a kid getting the COVID is 0. 0.000. Oh, there's so many O's in front of it. You can't even count them with them having a problem. Now there are some outliers as with everything. You know, I mean, weird stuff happens to people every day, not not related to COVID. But, um, you know, certainly um, I think kids need to go back to school. Um, 
you know, I would not want to wear a mask if I was a kid. Um, I don't think the mask work anyway, to be honest with you. Um, that's going to be controversial. And I know the public health departments are all, they're probably going to want you to put the mask back on. It's, it's crazy how people are acting. You see them even now outdoors with a mask. If you see somebody outdoors with a mask or riding bikes or at the beach with a mask, that's just a symbol of fear. That's all it is. That's just a fear symbol. And, um, you know, there, there's, there's so much controversy about this and shaming, you know, or you choose not to get a vaccine. You should, it should be your choice not to get a vaccine. And certainly uh, you, you, you don't need to wear a mask. And I hope, I hope they send all kids back to school. You know, if you're paranoid about it, just homeschool your kids. And you got a lot of choices. You know, this is a free country we live in. So that's my thing about it. Send the kids back to school. Don't need a vaccine unless they're in a really high risk category, you know, or et cetera. So in that case, maybe do virtual learning or something. Um, but kids, I mean, the rates of suicide, mental illness is much, much higher than their risk of having a problem if they get COVID. Mm -hmm. I mean, kids just don't transmit COVID too much either. Um, they don't get sick with it for the most part. They don't transmit it too, too much. And um, so that's my feeling on kids. All right. Thank you for that question that came over from Instagram. Appreciate all the, the Instagram people who are hanging out with us tonight. Uh, we've got one more question that came in during the week. And uh, if you're with us live, uh, go ahead and put a question in the, in the comments if you have one or just say hello. Uh, we're going to interact with everybody here in just a minute. And here is the last question we got in through the week. Uh, I read about some clinical trials involving keto diets and the administering keto esters as treatments of COVID. I thought ketosis was for weight loss. How are they helping with COVID? Yeah, they did talk a little bit about this in this, um, this uh, seminar I took this past weekend on COVID long hauler syndrome. And again, they talked about everything. And this was, you know, doctors from Harvard and, Hopkins and UCLA. I mean, this was some heavy hitters that have looked deep into it. And um, yeah, I mean, sugar is bad for COVID. Let's just put it that way. I mean, and I've treated some long haulers and, and a day or two after they cut out processed foods and sugars, they got better. So certainly I like um, low carb diets. And as you know, most of the people that had problems with COVID were morbidly obese. I mean, that's the first thing I noticed, uh, 18 months ago when I watched the news and saw these people filling the hospitals and telling their stories about 95% of them were morbidly obese. And that's why we, we've got a major problem in this country. It's a, the obesity epidemic. And that's what's fueling all our healthcare crisis. Not that lean people can't get COVID. They can, but they usually do a lot better with it. And, uh, you know, certainly people with metabolic syndrome, tend to do much worse with, with COVID. So I'm, I'm okay. on Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're, you've got post COVID, uh, think about going into keto for a while, at least doing intermittent fasting. As you know, I'm huge on low carbs, intermittent fasting for weight control and for brain too, brain health. Um, you know, it, it's just interesting to me how, 
how much of just the the functional medicine type philosophy you know really helps protect people um it, you know, even if you get covid uh, have a milder case you know the intermittent fasting the you know eating less processed foods less sugar uh eating clean etc uh is taking vitamins yeah. uh, getting sleep exercising yeah. all that stuff comes into play here was that was that kind of affirmed uh, in your courses uh, this oh, past week? Sure, half of what they talked with was healthy lifestyles. Yeah, you know, um, and getting over this long COVID syndrome. Mm. All right. Well, we really do appreciate those questions that came in during the week. We're going to go to the comments now. We're in the live live portion of the show. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, sticking it out with us. And, and if you have uh, any questions, uh, particularly around COVID, we're going to try to keep this uh, as much COVID themed as we can, because uh, I know there's a lot of a lot of concern out there with uh, the Delta variant and, uh, and long hauler syndrome, which we uh, did a, a podcast episode that went out today. So go check that out. It's the Common Sense MD. You can find that uh, on any audio outlet as well as our YouTube channel. Um, so let's go ahead and get into the comments. Uh, let's start here. Let's see. This is Mark's. Mark asks, you have spoke many times on selenium's importance in fighting COVID-19. What form of selenium supplementation do you recommend? Um, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce some of those. Selenomethionine? I'm not going to try. Methionine, methionine or the cysteine form. Um, you know, I don't really think it makes a whole lot of difference. You know, if you're if you have a methylation problem, like the MTHFR genotype, that's a mutant gene, you might want to take the methionine form. Um, you know, I do like selenium for any autoimmune disease. One one big thing that I like is NAC, N-acetyl cysteine. I certainly take it every day, and I put all the long COVIDs on uh, NAC. That's a really good one, but um, I guess that's a short answer. And, of course, zinc goes along with that. You need to be taking some form of zinc anyway so great question mark always does these deep dives man and he keeps me on my toes he comes up with uh, it with, with the, one of the, the smartest patients i've ever met to be honest with you he comes up with some great Kudos, questions mark. we really do appreciate mark, you mark he should have been a doctor he should have been a doctor mark thank you as always been a doctor, I would, that's who i would go to there you go really. um what's your thoughts on this you think you think we look alike <laughs> One's hairier. Ben's hairier. That would me, be me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> He's also got better guns than I do. So <laughs> I don't well, know about that. Them. I don't know. Let's get to, let's get to Anthony here. Um, okay. They're saying the J&J &J vaccine isn't working for the Delta variant. What are your thoughts on this? Um, yeah, there's definitely a lower efficacy rate. You know, at first, I was saying that if I had to have a vaccine, that's the one I would get, but I've really changed my mind on that. It just causes too many blood clots and, you know, they're pulling it in a lot of places and, you know, it's just been a disappointment with the J and J, you know, it's at least it's not an MRNA, but, you know, keep your ears peeled for something called a Novavax vaccine. It's not approved here in the U S yet, but that's one that um, is going to be more of a traditional uh, vaccine, um, not based on mRNA and not being a chimpanzee adenovirus. The only thing I want to watch out for the Novavax is I hope they don't add aluminum to it. If they add that, it's a, it's a no gamer for me, but, um, 
So, and I, hopefully they won't put that in there as an adjuvant, but you know, most of these things have PEG in them, polyethylene glycol, which is, is toxic. But um, so, you know, um, so I don't, you know, some, it's weird how ha we're having a lot of vaccine breakthrough. I mean, gosh, you're just hearing about it every day. And I, can, I can hear you about explain, it. Can you explain what that is for the people who don't know? That means people that are getting COVID that are fully vaccinated. Mm. I mean, there are tons of them. I think in Israel, which is the most highly vaccinated country in the world, you know, they're having an outbreak of probably the Delta variant. variant. Um, and so I think I heard up to 80% of people that are uh, getting coming down with it have been fully vaccinated. So um, there's a lot of breakthrough. That British ship that they're all fully vaccinated, already 100 of them have uh, COVID, probably Delta variant. But so, you know, it is kind of disappointing that the uh, immunity is either is not lasting or, you know, this variant is, is breaking through. But the good news is these, these mutants just vary by about like 0.3%. So uh, the vaccines, most of them should cover it if you, you know, if, but um, how long these vaccines last, we're already talking about boosters and all. So um, hopefully this Novavax will prove to be a, a game changer for some people. Mm -hmm. But again, like I said before, the best thing is if you had COVID and you've got immunity. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much a believer in that. Uh, so, and, and if you look up the, the VAERS on the, the CDC website, I mean, the vaccine is certainly um, killing a lot of people. There's no doubt about it. Um, it's verified over 11,000 11, that have died directly as a result of the vaccine and um, probably many, many more times that. Um, you're just not going to hear about it. Mm -hmm. Certainly not going to hear about it on the news, um, you know. But uh, so, again, I'm not against the vaccine, um, but I'm just <laughs> glad to give you my opinion on it. So well, the key is keep your immune system healthy. Take your take your vitamins, take your quercetin, your NAC, your D, C, and zinc, um, you know. Uh, and, and if you certainly get COVID, it's a treatable illness. You know, you need to get early treatment. If you come down with COVID, you need to call either my office or one of the doctors, the many doctors that are willing to treat it, that have the guts to come out and treat it, um, like the Frontline Health Alliance doctors. Um, you certainly, if you treat it early, you know, very, very good chances you're going to nip it in the bud. Um, and hopefully early when you get it in that viral phase, you know, we use a lot of ivermectin. Uh, we use sometimes hydroxychloroquine, which works. There's many, many studies that, that show both of those do work. Um, and then you get the viral phase. And then the second phase, you get the cytokine storm, the inflammatory phase. And then the third phase is when you get coagulation disorders, blood clots are what kills people. So it's not the virus that's killing people. It's that inflammatory response that can set off multi-organ failure and blood clots, which ultimately can kill you. So early treatment, um, get rid of the virus, treat the, the impending inflammatory response, put people prophylactically on blood thinners as well, and 
you know, you're going to save their lives, no doubt. I really like what you said. You you, you mentioned that um, as we were, you know, prepping for the Common Sense MD this week, that, that progression of virus to the cytokine store to the coagulation. Coagulation, blood clots. I think, right. that's, I think that's important for people to know um, because that does, it makes it feel more treatable when you look at it that way. Is that kind of, when you're educating patients, is that the feedback you're getting? Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a general course of the, of the virus. That's how it gets people. We know so much more about this virus than, than we did 18 months ago. Sure. And, you know, uh, mostly because of experience and seeing what happens, not the result of any double blind studies. If you wait for those, a lot more people are going to die. It's a shame that, you know, our medical system and our country uh, denied treatment for people early. I mean, that was responsible for a lot of deaths in my mind. Uh, it's just, just a shame that you get COVID, they diagnose you and they say, well, what do I do? Uh, go home, quarantine, isolate yourself. If you can't breathe, you come in the emergency room where you end up dying because they put you on a ventilator too early and they don't have any effective treatments when it's too late. So it's just been a, a crisis. Uh, it's been, you know, we, America has two black eyes as a result of the way they've, they've treated this pandemic. Um, you know, um, well, I, so. I, I think that's one thing that really, you know, I, I've been super fascinated with is this double blind study thing. And, um, and you've been very consistent about, you know, there's not enough time for that. You know, we, we can't wait for a double blind study. I'm seeing what's working and, you know, in real time. And I think that's, I think that's kind of where, you know, we need to go from a healthcare standpoint is, is more, would you call that like qualitative feedback versus, you know, waiting for the study? Cause I, I also get the benefit of a double blind study. Oh, I would call it, I would call it common sense and, you know, you don't have a chance to, to wait. You need to treat early. You know, you need to, you know, just like my, I talk about my dad, my old Tommy surgeon dad, he, he told me many years ago, he said, if you're not sure what to do, do something. And in my mind, everything is treatable. Mm -hmm. So you have to, you have to, I mean, that's why we took that oath to help people. You don't just sit back and wait. Uh, especially when there there's stuff that out there that really works, even if it's, you know, um, anecdotal or observational, you need to do it. And here's another thing I'll tell you after taking this course in long COVID, we're going to be dealing with this aftermath of this COVID for years. There's going to be a lot more autoimmune illnesses. There's going to be a lot more dementia and Parkinson's as a result of this. Um, I mean, we, we've got our hands cut out for us. I, I assume that my, the rest of my career is going to be spent dealing with this. Well, speaking of that, um, we, are, we are hiring in the Johnson City office. We're hiring MAs. We're also looking for mid-levels. We're trying to, you know, gather the troops here. We're, um, you know, we're, just like what Dr. Rogers said, we're, um, we're kind of anticipating, you know, treating stuff that at least, whether it's COVID or things that have come from COVID, um, we're going to really uh, dig deep here. So uh, if you are an MA or a mid-level or a you know, doctor, nurse practitioner, physician's assistant, uh, we are hiring. Uh, you can email info at performancemedicine.net if you want to be a part of this mission that we're on, uh, getting integrative medicine to the, uh, to the masses here, in particular East Tennessee, which is where we have offices. 
Uh, but as of right now, we are hiring for MAs in the Johnson City location. You can email info at performancemedicine.net if you or if you know somebody who wants to uh, be on our team. We're doing really, really um, important work. And, and I, I think, you know, you can hear it in Dr. Rogers' voice, the passion um, for, for treating this and, um, and helping people in any way that you can. And, and uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot of, uh, lot of places who are allowed to treat this. And, and um, you know, and I think that's kind of what performance medicine has always been about. Uh, it's been a place where um, providers and, and clinical professionals can do good work. So email info at performancemedicine.net if you want to be a part of our team uh, hiring currently uh, for MAs in the Johnson City office. Um, okay, let's get to Tiffany here. Uh, Tiffany asks, why are the vaccine inserts blank? Um, and I'm not sure what, what she means by that. Do you, un do you know what that means? I don't know what she means by that, but, you know, I know when you, when you get a vaccine, you know, you have to kind of sign, sign your oh. sign for it because they don't take any, any liability at all. You get a vaccine, you, if you have something bad happens to you, you certainly can't sue the vaccine maker, right. can't sue the government ever. So, um, so I guess that's what you mean. Um, uh, Tiffany, know, uh, it's experience again. It's not really FDA approved. This is experimental. It's uh, you know, it's not really approved yet. It's just on an emergency base only. So I guess that's what you're signing for. I haven't signed for one because I hadn't had the vaccine, so I don't know. But I guess that's what you mean. Uh, Tiffany, if if we did not answer your question, uh, go ahead and do a follow up in there. We'll get to you. Um, Angela has a, has a great question here. Any thoughts on blood type affecting your chances of getting COVID and or affecting outcomes from COVID? Yeah, there is a, there's a lot of studies on that. And it seems like if you have O type blood, you're a little bit less likely to get COVID. If you get it, I don't think there's a lot of difference in the outcome from what I've read and what I've uh, studied, but certainly Type O seems to be somewhat protective against uh, getting COVID. There's some, there's some, there's probably 15 to maybe 20% of people that are not going to get COVID. They just don't get it. Um, you know, no matter how much they're around it. Hmm. So, um, you know, so it's strange. All right. Thank you for that, Angela. We're going to go to, to Gwen's question here. Uh, what are your thoughts on using NMM? NMN and resveratrol, I read is good for your health. Yeah, um, they talked a lot about that um, in the uh, long COVID syndrome. Resveratrol, NMN, not so much sure about, but resveratrol for sure. They talked a lot about it because it's so good for your brain. And certainly um, there's a lot of people with brain fog with this. Some of the long COVID patients um, have a lot of, of uh, brain fog, chronic fatigue syndrome goes in there. It almost matches what we've been treated for years as chronic fatigue syndrome, whether that be from Epstein-Barr or um, Lyme or any of host of these post-viral syndromes. Um, but certainly resveratrol and the uh, uh, omega-3s, high dose of omega-3s, EPA, DHA, um, those, those, those resolving mediators that I talked about before. Um, so yeah, I mean, and NAC, NAC is great for it. 
So uh, I definitely take this. You need to load your immune system up right now with protection. And, uh, you know, if you saw the vitamins that I took every day, which Ben, you have, and uh, <laughs> it's pretty... Wild. Uh, and if you want to see a list, uh, we, we did write a, a blog post on it. Uh, so you can, you can check out Dr. Rogers' uh, vitamin list at performancemedicine.net. Uh, that should help a lot of people. Um, okay, let's go to uh, Linda here. I think this is a great question. Um, where can we refer people to for them to read about the studies which prove hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin work? Uh, this is a very common question, and yeah. you know I think go, go look up go look up uh, Dr. McCullough's work on um, he's a, a professor of cardiology down in Texas. And now, he's, can he's can I big, just you didn't say Mercola, you said McCullough. Okay, M C C U L L A H. Go to Frontline Doctors or Dr. Peter Corey, um, but uh, Dr. McCullough gave one of the best lectures on long COVID that I've heard. And he gives a lot, he goes over all the studies um, on those two drugs. Uh, and they, they do work. I mean, s some studies are equivocal or neutral, but those are certainly safe medications. We've used them for decades without a problem. And they both work. Um, I've used both of them many, many times. You know, we, gosh, we've treated over a thousand cases of COVID. And, um, gosh, we've used them for decades. They're very safe. They're dirt cheap. Um, and I myself was on hydroxychloroquine as a prophylaxis, and I switched over to ivermectin um, about eight months ago. And uh, for whatever reason, I don't know, but um, I wouldn't hesitate to take either one of them for prophylaxis. But I just take ivermectin once a week and knock on wood. You know, I've been around a lot of COVID, you know, um, so and I take a lot of vitamins as well. But uh, uh, say that um, say it's, it's frontlinedoctors.com because that's a really frontline doctors. Yeah. Look up frontline doctors, Dr. McCullough. And he's a heavy hitter. He's he's published over 600 papers his lifetime. He's a board certified cardiologist. He's a professor. I mean, if, if there's anybody that's kind of qualified, it's it's him. And he's certainly. Uh, you should go listen, read his stuff. And um, one other reference point, we did a, uh, a video with Fran Wilson, who's been, you know, gosh, she's been treating uh, COVID over the phone for us, you know, every single day, uh, nonstop. And, and we did a video with her and she mentions frontline doctors. I think the, I think there's links in that video. Uh, if you guys can find that, it's on our YouTube channel. Um, if you could read, if you could listen to his stuff, it's very informative. Okay. Um, on the treatment and prevention and vaccines, the whole ball of wax. Uh, he's he was the best speaker of this past weekend's uh, eighteen-hour seminar for sure, in my opinion. Um, so uh, go check his stuff out. All right, Julie asks. Many outlets are saying that vaccination is likely to do a better job of protection than antibodies acquired from actual COVID infection, are and pushing those who have had COVID to get a vaccine post COVID. What are your thoughts on this? And you've touched on it a little bit, but but go ahead and and yeah. kind of answer that one. Uh, well, you can't believe these outlets for one thing. You just can't believe them. You certainly, just I don't believe them. Hmm. I don't I don't believe that at all. 
Yeah, that's the point. Go read McCullough's information on that, and you probably change your mind. But, um, you know, why it's become so political, I don't know. All we're trying to do is help people make an informed decision and, you know, fight this COVID battle. Um, you know, we don't have any ties to, um, you know, drug companies or um, anything like that. There's no money in it. Uh, so, um just, just make your own decision. But, uh, I mean, think about it. I mean, use your common sense. Um, you know, if, if you've had a disease, you're usually not going to get it more than once. Um, if it's, if it's a serious disease and you get sick with it, especially. And some, what I found is that people that have had the, the disease and then they get the, the second COVID vaccine, they, they get pretty sick with it. You know, I've just seen so much of that, that um, personally, that um, there's no other reason for it. Um, so there, and you know, when you look at the VAERS data from the CDC, it's vastly underreported for sure. So, um, uh, you know, if that was true, they wouldn't be wanting you to take a booster here. And we're getting all these breakthrough um, things that are saying it's, it's a, it's a pandemic of unvaccinated now. I don't believe that. You know, I think uh, there's a lot of breakthrough and COVID's still around. Mm -hmm. You know, the point is to, you want to protect yourself by protecting your own immune system. You know, besides, what's the next one that's going to come down the line? You know, there's going to be others. So you want this, you want protection. You want your own immune system to fight this stuff off. Um, now, if there's a vaccine out there like this Novavax that may come out that's vastly superior without, you know, putting you at risk, then certainly that's going to be a great thing. And again, I'm not against certain people getting vaccines. I'm an anti-vaxxer. Um, I mean, look at the traditional vaccines that like uh, for measles, mumps, rubella, you know, they, they last a lifetime, um, you know. But uh, you, you may have to have a booster of some of this stuff like tetanus every 10 years. But um, again, this is an evolving story. So just use your own head, make your own decision. Um, like I say, we may all have to get it in order to go anywhere, to go to a sporting event or a concert. I hope not. But, you know. It's a great question. A lot of people are thinking that. So thank you for that, Julie. Uh, we're going to get to Tammy's question here. Uh, I had Lyme. I do have brain fog. Uh, what do you suggest for that some take for that? Well, you should go read the book Chronic by Dr. Phillips mm -hmm. on Lyme disease. He's an epidemiologist up at Yale. <clears throat> read that book Chronic. And uh, certainly there's treatments for Lyme. Um, once you've had it, you've probably had it for years. And so it's, it's a long treatment. Uh, involves a lot of antibiotics, a lot of herbals too. Um, and brain fog, you know, you probably have this, this post viral chronic fatigue syndrome that a lot of people with COVID are going to get. And so think about getting some of those treatments. I like IV vitamin C treatments a lot. Um, I like NAC. I like these, uh, pro resolving mediators. Um, so it's, it's a, you need to see somebody that can kind of walk you through it. I mean, I, sometimes I use ProVigil for brain fog. 
you know, stimulants. Um, so there's a lot of different treatments. It's all individualized. But go read if you've had Lyme, um, go read that book, Chronic. Great book. All right. Thank you for that, Tammy. Let's get to uh, Lisa here. Thank you guys so much for, for hanging out tonight. If you have a question, quickly put that in the comments as, as we wrap up here. Um, Lisa asks, what do you recommend for hair loss four months post-COVID? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of hair loss. They, they talked about a lot. Just the long uh, COVID treatments like um, ivermectin, um, certainly getting your immune system back in order. I assume that if you do treat the long COVID, it's going to come back. But, you know, we're so early on into this, I doubt it's going to be something that's, you know, permanent. But uh, certainly look at your thyroid. I found it, it kicks off a lot of thyroid problems, a lot of autoimmune diseases this COVID is causing. And like Hashimoto's thyroiditis, the most common cause of, uh, of a low thyroid. It also can... Uh, kick your adrenals, you know. Um, I'm using some Cortef for some of these people. I'm using some steroids for some of these people. Um, you know, it also can throw your hormones off too. I've seen it throw women into menopause. I think I've seen it um, exacerbate menopausal symptoms. Um, so go in and check your hormones, check your thyroid, do some of the long COVID treatments. Uh, with a higher dose vitamins and uh, you know, come in. If it's a real problem, come in and we'll work you up for it. Thank you for that, Lisa. And there is a Dr. Peter McCullough. That is the uh, link to um, to the YouTube video uh, that Dr. Rogers has been um, referring to. Uh, so I encourage a lot of you guys uh, if you if you do want to learn more about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Please listen. Please listen to this video, especially if you have any any doubts, controversies. Um, I would certainly listen to this guy over Dr. Uh, Fauci for sure. I mean, how many patients has Dr. Fauci treated? Zero, you know, and he's lied to us multiple times. He, he says, masks do no good, wear a mask, double mask. Uh, oh, I did lie about that because um, I was trying to save all the masks for the healthcare workers. That's BS. And they're, they're lying to you. Playing out, there's been a lot of lying on it. I'm, of course, I'm mad about this. I mean, it's, it's just a black eye on our medical system and our government. You know, I love our government. I love America. But, man, they have really hoodooed us with this thing. Um, so go to, go to Dr. McCullough's thing. Don't get crazy with this conspiracy theories or anything. Just use your common sense. Think. Uh, look at some evidence uh, from guys like Dr. McCullough. And, um, you know, make your own decision. Um, you know, don't be forced in anything you don't want to do. Don't be shamed into doing anything you don't want to do. Um, so um, I'm glad you put that up there. Good. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, let's get this real quick. Uh, this is not a COVID question. That's okay, Sherry. We appreciate all questions on the live Q&A show. Uh, what brand of collagen peptide do you recommend? Um, I like the keto collagen. Uh, that's the one we carry in our office, and it, it seems to be pretty good. It won't bounce your sugars up or anything, but uh, it's called Keto Collagen. You can order it off the Internet or come into one of our offices. We have it. Uh, that's what I, I like. All right. And real quick, are you seeing positive results from the gut testing? Um, I'm sure this is the GI map, um, uh, a GI map yeah. reference. What's your, what are you yeah. seeing in office? Uh, we are. We're getting some great info on 
that otherwise you would have never known. A lot of uh, deficiencies in uh, various uh, probiotics, a lot of uh, and bacterial infections in guts, a lot of yeast overgrowth. So it is treatable. And that's the one thing about COVID. You know, COVID can really mess your gut up. You also need probiotics and, and get your gut straightened out because, you know, after, after a few days, your, your PCR nasal swab is going to be negative. It's going to take a while for your antibodies to react. But we're seeing uh, COVID shed from the stool for weeks and weeks and weeks. So it can definitely uh, mess your gut up. So, and as you know, in autoimmune disease, we try to straighten out your gut before anything else. So, um, uh, good question. Yeah, great, great question. Hey, these are all good. And I know this is controversial. I get a little fired up about it, <laughs> but you know, I'm just, you know, this is just, it's been terrible. It's been horrible. What's happened to our world with this thing. Um, you know, we've got to treat it. We got to be ready as doctors. Um, one of the doctors this weekend had been, he's been in practice about as long as I have 36 years. And he says, I've been practicing for this my whole life. This is the event we all practice medicine for, for something like this. And to just to say you can't do anything about it is just terrible. It's yeah. a terrible way to react. And that's the way, that's the way they did it. Yep. Uh, Mike Copeland is in here. Mike Copeland, we love you, man. Uh, thank you so much for, for hanging out. Uh, Linda, thank you for, for saying that. I hope everybody gets to, to watch that video, uh, from Dr. McCullough. Um, Mike Whitney, how you doing, man? Thank you for that link. Um, guys, this has been a blast. If, uh, for those who are with us, um, if you do want to, to join our team, to join this mission, uh, we're fighting autoimmune diseases, COVID. Uh, we're trying to, to, um, help people, uh, feel like themselves and, and, uh, doing important work here, especially around this, uh, pandemic. Uh, like Dr. Rogers said, this is what uh, I know he got into to medicine for and what so many uh, other providers, uh, whether you're watching or, or out there in East Tennessee, uh, of uh, what they're fighting uh, for. So if you guys want to join our team, we're looking for MAs uh, in particular right now, but also looking for nurse practitioners, physician's assistants. Uh, we're just looking for people, looking for, for people who are passionate about this stuff. Uh, so email uh, us. I get this email. Um, it's info at performancemedicine.net. Um, info at performancemedicine.net. Email us with resumes. Uh, we're going we're gonna, to uh, go on a hiring spree here shortly, and I'm super pumped about that. Um, guys, this has been our live Q&A show. Uh, we do this every single Tuesday night at 7. Uh, we, we, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you guys hanging out with us every Tuesday, asking great questions. And, um, cause your questions help so many other people. It's not just helping you, it's helping, you know, 10 other yous. So, so we really do appreciate it. We couldn't do the show, uh, without you and I'll go ahead and put this up there. Thank you for that. Uh, info at performancemedicine.net. That goes to me. Um, would love to interact with you guys, uh, as we're, um, filling out our team. Dr. Rogers, thank you so much, man. This has been great. Thank you, man. It's been a great one. Guys, See you next week. thank you so much. We love all of you. Uh, we will be back next Tuesday night at 7. Uh, if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, all of our videos are housed there. Go to the YouTube channel. Check those out. we got some really, really cool uh, videos that went out this week on our Performance Weekly. Uh, so check that out. Love you guys. We will see y'all next week. Don't go away.
Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.